millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Redmen TV. It is the podcast. Uh, I'm Paul Meach and Chris Paytack is in the studio. Edel Smith and Ross Chanley are uh, Skyping in, as it were, um, because, you know, Life, <laughs> life, and Words stuff. Words becoming verbs. Yeah. Um, Chris Pajak. Hello. We're going to be talking about a whole host of things. Um, sure. We're going to be answering a kickoff question in a moment. Um, but we also, for, for in case you're wondering, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Man United thing that's become more of a thing um, in in recent weeks, uh, and also the Man City thing, which no one's really talking about. I, I mean, I am talking about the Man City thing. Yeah. Well, more than the Man United thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and our United title favourites because everyone seems to be all over that at the moment and, and fair fair play they, they, you know, they're alright aren't they um, but yeah we will discuss that and, uh, and, a, and a few other bits and pieces uh, but yes first and foremost the kickoff question this week comes from Benjamin Longthorne it's a good name that isn't it it is I've always liked Benjamin, Benjamin. it's like Ben's jamming the question from Benjamin Longthorne who does sound like he was one of Robin Hood's many men I think with a name like that Um, he says if you were teleported back in time to tell your 18 year old self something um, but only had 10 seconds what would you tell yourself this came to me so quickly when I read the question put the pipe down no I would, because I'd be a bit of a prick because I know how I hate cliffhangers. Yeah. So first of all, there's two things that I need to say in this 10 seconds. So I'm going in and I'm going, don't go on holiday in okay, 2019. Right, ready? 10, nine. Don't go on holiday in 2019. Corner taken quickly. Oh! <laughs> That's a shout. Okay. But then you're just going to ah. be living in suspense. You'd, you'd have no yeah, idea. I'd hate that. I'd hate that. <laughs> Hate that. Every time there's a corner years. taken, I'm like, ah, oh, come on, what's going on? So, so many years That's later, torture. 20 years later, it was completely forget about it, and you just only me watching the corner, really quickly. Oh, Arigi! 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 Go, that you know because you yeah you'll know that as soon as you see a corner taken quickly by Trent Layers. then we're winning the European Cup Layers. clever clever stuff um, Ross what are you telling yourself your 18 year old self in 10 seconds uh, you know? I'd have to be very careful um, <laughs> I think I think I give selfish reasons I'll put a bet on Liverpool winning the league in in, uh, in 2019 and the Champions League and then go on as many holidays as you can before 2019 where you can actually go on holidays and enjoy them. Yeah. 
That's, I'm just being okay. selfish. I'm, I'm, fine, I'm fine with that. Okay, sounds so. In ten seconds, ten. Uh, gone on twenty holidays for twenty eighteen and put a bet on Liverpool winning the league in twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah. sounds. Got his ears wrong, did he? 19, yeah, well, yeah, twenty twenty. Oh yeah. Well, it's 2019, 20 Imagine yeah. how disappointed you've been. <laughs> yeah. You went back in time to tell yourself two in the league. You watch a company score and you go, what? He's just put his what? fucking house on Liverpool to win the league. <laughs> and the Champions ba- bankrupted <laughs> himself. Company's just twatting one in against Leicester because that last game of the season. You're like, well, it must be the last game. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Don't worry, everyone. And then, yeah, all them fake scores going round Anfield in the last game of the season. You're like, oh, this is it. This is happening. Just drink yourself to oblivion if that happened. It's fine. Errol, what are you telling yourself? I, I tell myself to trust the process because life will find a way to work out. And then I would find a way to give myself that subliminal message to just remind Gerard, just be careful. Just, long, just tread light in 13, 14. Do you know what I mean? Make sure those sh- studs are sort of razor sharp. And then hopefully we'd have had two Premier League titles in the last decade. That would have been my thing. Like, Yeah. In 10 seconds? In 10 seconds. Gerard, don't fucking slip and trust the process. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Ever. That's all. Ever. Certainly, I'm going to tell Stephen Gerard not to slip. I'm going to talk about his boots. Make, make sure he went, don't fucking slip, Gerard. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'll remember that one. You only gave me 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he only used three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Could no. be worse. You could have bankrupted your, your, your younger self at some point in their future, or left yourself on on suicide watch what by would, giving yourself a. a what a, would happen to you if you like placed that massive bet and lost your money? What would your future self then turn into? An alcoholic. Oh, yeah. That, see, <laughs> there's a paradox for you. Yeah. That's time travel in a nutshell they for you. There, where you can't. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I would go back to my 18 year old self and say. Don't waste your time on MySpace. It's shit. Start on YouTube instead. <laughs> all all those that. skills I learned in coding, that the basic coding skills required to get a MySpace page up and running so many times over. Complete fucking waste of time. Complete waste of time. Not used that ever since. Um, yeah, let us know in the comments what your um, what you would be telling yourself. If you've got any wonderful show, have you got a better way to deliver that message to Steven Gerrard other than don't slip? Because bear in mind, I mean, saying that though, you're, you're, you're how old are you now? I'm, tw- I'm 29, so we, uh, 10 years ago, what, what, we're looking 2010 times. So what are you yeah. doing? Like, what, what, what are you now, what's your 18 years old self now doing now that he has that knowledge to make Gerrard not slip? I'd have, to, I'd have to find something. I like, because I bumped into him a couple of years before that, the year I think we had Balotelli. Oh, that was, it was after, that was after. So I needed to meet him before that. He was coming out of a hotel when I was doing a play in the, um, in the Unity in town. He was coming out of, you know, the hotel that you all stay in on the corner. He yeah. was there. So I've shouted him then, but it's too late by that point. I need to shout him 12 months earlier and just you let him know. You need to add a message to yourself saying, go and find Gerard and tell him not to slip. Yeah. That'd be ideal. And then just track them down from early doors. And maybe tell him the game as well, just so you can tell Gerard. <laughs> because... Because I don't think the subtle thing's working here. Yeah, but because if you say it to him around the time that Balotelli's already in the squad, you're just being a cunt. Like, you know, <laughs> don't slip, Stephen. You're just one of them. You're just one of them, dickheads, aren't you? Like, you're really good. Yeah, you don't sound like a Liverpool yeah. fan when you're shouting that. Yeah, I know. Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Go to an early game, Errol, and take a banner that says play one touch v Chelsea. Doesn't take. Doesn't need a second touch. 
that's it. Clear, clear your lines versus Chelsea. Yeah. Make Brendan tell you to clear your lines. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's maybe. I just like think that. for me personally, growing up, that was the most exciting season that yeah. I, that I can remember. So for me, that would have just been the one. I know we've got one in the bag now, but if if it was me personally, that'd be it. Yeah, definitely. For Gerard as well, I think he deserved it. To be fair to him, he was a good. Lad. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I, th- I think, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that yeah, the Stephen Gerrard can have that. Um, right. Yes, we're going to take a very, very, uh, very short break um, to show you a wonderful piece of content, a two-part mini series that we've got up and running uh, and streaming right now, and then we're going to dive into a bit of chat about the how the mood has uh, fallen off a cliff here amongst Liverpool fans uh, about some of Liverpool's closest title rivals, and is it is it Man United's time to shine? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm once again, stay tuned. Everyone, welcome back. Yes, you can get that uh, mini series right now if you need a little bit of a lift and be reminded of some of the stellar moments we've had as Liverpool fans uh, in the last five years. Uh, then, yeah, the two episode mini series, the 50 greatest moments of the year, can clop era so far, uh, which is a funny thing to do because it was, I was talking to Sai, who edited it uh, yesterday, Chris, and uh, he basically <coughs> realised that from the time he started making it to the time of, of it being released, there was like three more moments that would have that, that would have gone in there so yeah it, uh, it, it does prove that things are definitely uh, a lot brighter than maybe they feel uh, because at the moment Chris Pajak it feels like you know we talked about this before on the final word it's nine days since we played West Brom mm-hmm. it feels like longer and it feels like the whole weight of the footballing universe has fallen squarely on our shoulders because yes, if you're around the clock another you know 16 days you're, you're we're, we're giddy as school kids after smashing Crystal Palace every minute 
Yeah, life comes at you fast, doesn't it? It does. Times, mate. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Tottenham one's the one, innit? Like, you know, I, at that point, I thought that was the springboard for us. Is that the right use of that? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was the springboard for us uh, to be able what? to go on the trampoline for us to be able to jump on and and, and, and go and win this league. And unfortunately, it hasn't it hasn't it hasn't been as easy as that. Um, the last three games haven't been good enough from Liverpool. You know, the, the last one of which I think was the worst and, and possibly one of the worst performances of the season. I don't know Villa's in there and stuff as well, but I just didn't think the team clicked in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool need to do a better job on the football field and Liverpool need to, I think at this point, need to probably go out and, you know, start again almost and just try and play with a little bit of freedom and leave that edginess behind and forget about the last results and just move forwards. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's tough, yeah. isn't it, um, Errol, because uh, more so now than ever, we, we, you know, we, we need football. I mean, it's telling that, you know, elite sport is carrying on in lockdown. It's one of the few things that remains a, 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 a through line of normality and, and has done now, you know, for, for you know the last six or seven months or whatever. Um so yeah, we probably do put more more than we ever have previously, and not a lot of us put a lot of our hope and happiness onto the Reds. Um, mm. I think the encouraging thing is that you know reminding ourselves of how good it felt after Crystal Palace, and then trying to find somewhere in between <laughs> that feeling and probably how we're feeling today. Yeah, a little happy medium because we should. <laughs> With hindsight, we should have just rationed out those seven goals and we'd have yeah. still been sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ration them out over the next three games and we'd have probably still got a result from each of them. It's just mad because I don't really want to be dead. Re- I know you can't do that, but I don't want to be dead reaction. And like, oh, we're shit because we just, you know, we lost to Southampton last night. I think you said it earlier, Ross, in the, in the final word. Give credit where credit's due to the other team. And, you know, they played with that added intensity that I think we've probably lacked in the last couple of games. But... Again, marking what you're saying there, Paul, it has been nine days, so a lot has happened in a short space of time. It's just, it's a shame with the way it's happened over the last game of the year, calendar year, and then the first game of a new calendar year. I think psychologically, that's probably just been a, just been weighing heavy on the lads. But now it is important that we kind of just dust ourselves off and just say, right, we need to go again, gear up, level up, and just go again completely. Yeah, Ross, as a man who has his face to the to the to the coal fire of you know Liverpool fan um, engagements with these things, you know, on a, on a day to day basis. Ah, yeah, there's another way of saying that. Yeah, just had your face to the face in the fire, more of having your face melted off by anger and, and misery and, and what have you. It is mad, isn't it? I mean, again, it's it's we weren't perfect. I felt like we were we were we were we were going to run away with it after Spurs and Palace to some extent. It looks a bit naive to think of it that way, but there is definitely a degree to which it's probably it's not as it's probably we're probably not quite as good as we thought we were then, and we're certainly not as bad as some feel that we might be now. Yeah, um, I think it's a build up of other things as well. Yeah, Arrow's right of you know the calendar year, but also the seasonal year as well. You know, since we won the league, there's been a, a, a dip in form. We haven't quite got to you know pre lockdown form and and the you know, the expansive way that we played with fluidity and, and you know confidence. I think is just just completely gone. So then when you get like a little a little setback, which is a draw or you know a loss. I think that all adds up onto each other, um, and also there's the fear of because yeah, last season we, you know, we were 13 points clear at this stage, possibly more with, with with games in hand. That's the comparison, but also you know, it's it's what a normal season is. I saw something last last week where I think when City won the league, 
funnily enough, because you know they finished first and United were joint joint first or whatever else. And City lost five games. They drawn five five or six games, and they still won the title. I think they finished on eight, eighty nine points, the same as Manchester United. The past three years have been an anomaly for for football, and the standard has been yeah. like just ridiculous. Like we need to, I think we need to appreciate that a little bit more than people are doing at the moment. And go like getting ninety yard points, a hundred points in, in in a league is ridiculous. You can win the league on eighty two points, eighty five points, eighty four points. Now it's people are worrying because we're looking over our shoulders for the first time. You know, mm. at two, three, four teams, that's not happened for two, three seasons for Liverpool. Yeah. I understand the panic, but also, you know, you have to respect other teams. You know, it's it's a long season. It's a, it's just an odd season in terms of, you know, people with injuries, with COVID, with you no know, pre-season, with other stuff going on. People, Other people are allowed to compete in football. It's fine. Yeah. He's right. He's right. Um, <clears throat> I, I fully agree with that. I think, you know, the, the 80 points thing, the 85 points is probably where this league season finishes. And yeah, we're not, we're not doing as well as we did last season, but we're actually not that many points off either. You know, we're maybe 10 points off where we were at this stage last season, something like that. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure of the numbers. Um, you know, and Liverpool have, you know, I think we're we're not far off our thirteen fourteen run either. You know, we just need to run a games, man, and run a wins. More importantly, it's worth yeah. remembering. And historically, Liverpool always get better. And I think if you're going to win the title, you have you have to get better in the second half of the season. Nettles did yeah. my finger guns, so he knows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's so true, though. That is that is typical. Us. We always get better the second half of a season. But you like when we used to get better, it was because we was playing catch up. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic now, trying to put the gauntlet down on everyone else to say we're going to pull away in the second half of the season. Yeah, well, that's what I think is not going to happen this year. I don't yeah. think there is a team that's going to run away with it. I, 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 I don't think there's. I don't think there's three teams that can win the league this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I know the title of the video was a Man United favourites. No, they're not. Man City favourites. Man City favourites for the Champions League for some reason as well. Mm-hmm. Liverpool are second favourites according to the bookies, but they're really not far behind Manchester City there. And you know, we've got a big game coming up against Manchester United. We've got a big game coming up against Tottenham, Manchester City. All these teams also have big games, Paul. Yeah, um, and it's how you deal with those big games. Well, it's interesting because I want to. I do. I'd, I'd, I'd counter that though, you know, Chris. I don't know. It's about for, for me. I feel it's the games that are dead set that we should be dealing with the bottom half of the table. That I think I don't want it to be true, but could bite us, bite us in our ass by the end of the year because we should have probably beat West Broms. We should have probably beat Southampton. There are teams yeah. there that we should have no. should have not got I, a draw against as well. I totally, I totally understand that, and I can understand why people are fuming. I think Liverpool should have beaten those sides. I know Liverpool should have beaten those sides, but when she it comes down to it, it's not often the league's not decided between games between the teams at the top of the table. Yeah. That's absolutely true, and that's why I think it's quite interesting. We'll have a little look ahead and look at the, the rival fixtures. I think the one thing that the, that's quite interesting, we've been having this conversation for a while, Ross, and the, the postponed fixtures from the opening day, uh, which is obviously City versus Aston Villa, and it's Man United Burnley, uh, they've finally been pushed back into the calendar and what that means is obviously we play uh, Man United play three games of football before they play us, whereas we only play the one. We've got Aston Villa on Friday, on Friday and then we've got the nine day gap to Manchester United. United play Manchester City Wednesday play the FA Cup Watford, Watford on Saturday, play Burnley in the midweek and then play us on the Sunday and you know again we had, it was interesting we had the conversation in the build up show which will be going out um, later today or tomorrow I think um, about how Liverpool actually need a bit of rhythm and what have you, but that's going to be a, a telling because for Man United, they, they already had the quarterfinals of the, the, the League Cup in that you know that we didn't and actually we didn't have to play as well in that. 
in terms of preparation, it, it should mean we sh- we should be better prepared physically in terms of you know in terms of the injuries and in terms of like the the how many minutes are in the legs of our players because of the fact that Liverpool have played less games than Manchester United. Yeah, that should be the case. And you know, this sounds sounds horrible. We like to think you know, Man United will get tired and maybe pick up an injury or two heading into entering the Liverpool game because that's all you can hope for. They're they're doing what Liverpool were doing last season, picking up late goals and you know, getting wins off the back of that, which is quite dangerous actually. Uh, you know, from our from our perspective, you know, get, gaining confidence and always having that that self belief of you know, ten minutes into a game. That's where where you can win titles. Um, it will catch up with them, and that's that's my hope for them. Is that you know, and the same with Manchester City as well. Like the Everton game, it's all well good that they got the match delayed and they prepared them better for Chelsea. You could argue, but at some point they're gonna have to fit that game in. Manchester United on top of that, as we've said before, I think last week Paul, have they've got Europa League to fit in there as well, an extra round of games, Europa League. Yeah. It's, it, I'm, I, again, it might be a hopeful thing to kind of wish for is that will catch up with them as well. You know, yeah. you've got to try and balance your squad, balance injuries, balance form. Do you keep one eye on the league? Do you keep one eye on the Europa League? Are you going to want a trophy of some sort? And if you lose to Man City, that could put a big dent in the confidence. You know, things can change very quickly. As we've seen for Liverpool, it can change for other teams as well. Absolutely. Mate, I, I, I agree with everything Ross has said there. And I, I'll expand on my point from earlier. I don't think Manchester United can win the league this season. I don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. I think they're a, they're a good side. Mm-hmm. And I think they should be respected. And, and, you know, in one-off games against them, they should be fair. But I think more teams are going to get results against Manchester United if Liverpool turn their form around. Yeah. Um, Manchester City are the big ones. Because they have managed the squad really well. They've managed injuries. And they've come into form yeah. at what seems like the right time. Yeah, and they're still they're not. Yeah, and you wouldn't say that Man City are actually necessarily come even close to being in a, top the top form yeah. yet either, which is always a, always a possibility. The thing for me with Manchester United is, I I think they, of course they can win the league, they, they can because they, you know they're, they're there or thereabouts, and if they continue, if, if if it all continues to unfold the way it's unfolded, they'll be there or thereabouts, and that's all you need to be is in touching distance when you get to the final the final leg of the season. Um, what I do think about them, and I'm seeing it in the way their fans are talking, it's starting to seep into my timeline of how they're talking about it. I think they're on the the magic of Manchester United trip at the moment. This is a this is a great football club and, and all this kind of stuff, and they're, they're buying into the into the what's brilliant about their past. And the it Brandon reminds me. It's the yeah, no, but, no, but we talked about 2013, 14 before. We had a bit of that going for us, you know, like you know, we, like like there was a, there was a, a sense of destiny to doing this twenty one and twenty one thing, okay, and it yeah. and that feels like a, a thing we're all looking for little things and little signs. No, no, but think about the fucking European Cup final against Real Madrid, where it was like the last time we played Real Madrid in the European Cup final. There was a, a royal baby and a royal wedding or something. Was like every fan base does that at yeah. some point, you know. Yeah. I, I think thirteen, fourteen for us, it was like it was the twenty five years of Hillsborough and it's everything that was going around yeah. Hillsborough at that time and that felt to me like that was our time it was right. it was it was it was written in the in the stars as it were Manchester United fans feel like because everybody does everybody looks for these mad little things 2020 mm. 21 and 2020 in 21 is the shittest one of all of them I've ever heard yeah but they were ruined those things right but those <laughs> things were ruined for all, the things that were ruined because by better teams with better by the reality of football ruined that for us you know ultimately because we came up against Jose Mourinho who wasn't his team wasn't good enough to win the league but they were good enough to beat us they were good enough to use the dark arts to un, to undercut us and ultimately we went head to head with the Man City side who were like across the pitch a, a combined 11 had 
Luis Suarez from our team in it, and possibly, and you know, and Gerard a Gerard a push on pure on pure nostalgia and that kind of thing. Yeah. City were miles better than us that season, and that's what it's it's about for Liverpool this season is to reassert themselves as what they are. But the problem is, of course, as we've known for so long, Errol, and you mentioned there, you meant City juggernaut. City are another absolutely elite football team with an elite manager with a bunch of elite with an elite the manager squad. things king. Yeah, I think the yeah the manager things massive. Yeah, and it's paid dividends for them before, and I think with with the amount of games that they've still got left to play, they are best positioned to kind of juggle the the the, the workload really. And I, one thing that I'm I'm preying on is the fact that when January normally hits, our lads normally take a flight, have a couple of weeks somewhere, and then come back, and we're awful for another couple of weeks. The fact that we're going to be stationary in our home and in our own little support bubbles. Hopefully it does, because I just want to focus on Liverpool right now. I can see what all the other teams are going to try and do. They're going to try and put doubt into our mindset. They're going to try and, the media, um, especially with some of the pundits that are going to be out there, the ex-pros, they're going to call us sloppy and try and start making us doubt ourselves. But if we can just make sure that we keep ourselves in that little bubble and make sure that our mindset doesn't have any penetration in it whatsoever, I can't see. The only team I can see being that threat is Man City because they, they're... They're cut from the same sort of cloth at this moment yeah. in time. Just the fixtures are interesting, Ross. Um, let's let's start with um, Man City because we're on the we're on the subject of them. But their next run of games looks very winnable. The next six Premier League games: Brighton at home, Palace at home, Villa at home, Sheffield United away, West Brom at home, Burnley away. Like you could see Man City comfortably walking away with. With, without dropping points in that spell, um, which is which is a a, a concern in that regard. Um, it's hard not to. It's hard, it, it, that's why Liverpool need to focus on themselves because I think this, we're entering into a spell of the season where a bit like the first ten games, the middle the middle ten games of the season now we're at a point where Liverpool just need to get their heads down and look and see where they are at the end of that run. Yeah, um, you just listed uh, list off those fixtures there, and you said the same thing about Liverpool for the past three weeks, and it's not happened. Um, you know, there's just been some mad, mad, mad results um, in the past season. Uh, you know, with City, obviously, we've got the um, injuries, shall we say, over the past couple of weeks. You know, will, will that benefit them? Will, will, will it not? You know, got to integrate those players back in. They've got to get up to match fitness if they have got, you know, COVID or, you know, sustaining problems. But you like to think that teams. Again, like we played the past couple of weeks, we'll raise their game against, against Manchester City as well. They might fancy the chances. Okay, Chelsea didn't do it, but you know, we've got three, four, five players out. Chelsea you know, didn't do it against Arsenal, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, Chelsea, so, Chelsea's yeah. another problem in itself, isn't it? But you know, you might find teams like you know, West Brom, Sam Aldice has suddenly got his, his team up to speed. You know, by the time they, they come to play Manchester City, or you know, teams like that have, have got some sort of break, or you know, they're not playing European football, so they're fresher for, for you know, games against Manchester City. It's there's pros and cons to, to, to every side in this, but I, th- I think you're right, you know. Certainly, look at City's form, the fact that you know, they had four or five players out against Chelsea and dicked them everywhere. You know, doesn't fill me with confidence that they're going to drop any points. It's that it's, one. It, that, oh, sorry, on. that that fixture list there that you've just mentioned as well. A few of them games might hopefully drop into their mindsets that they can be a little bit complacent. Oh, we don't need to take this opposition as serious as the next opposition. We'll yeah. walk those games, and that's a, a, a scary rope to walk because before you know it, you're in our boat where you've just drew two and lost one. 
Yeah, and and again, the the thing that's worth considering in in amongst all of this is that that's that's Premier League fixtures. It doesn't account the FA Cup games, the additional League Cup game that the City are playing in that regard, and the fact that if they get through the third round of the FA Cup, there'll be a fourth round of the FA Cup game at the back, squeezed in towards and, the back end. And of they've the month. got one more f- Premier League fixture in there than us because they're our sixth game, and there's six games and we're not on that list. Yeah. So we're probably the next Premier League game after that little run as yeah. well. So you know, a couple all those things together, they could have three more games than us. It's in, it's. Really, it is really interesting in that, and I think the thing that I I, I take most encouragement from Chris because there's a part of me that looks at those Man City fiction goes, oh Brighton, well we fucked it against Brighton, uh, yeah we battered Palace everywhere, we fucked it against Villa, we nearly fucked it against Sheffield United, we fucked it against <laughs> West Brom, and we've got Burnley to come. Yeah, we um, get to fuck it against. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who, who we have notoriously needed some a little bit of, a little bit of luck to get past them, um, particularly at Turf Moor. Oh no, sorry, yeah, that's that them for them playing away. Um, it's the thing that stands, I think, in good stead is that, and I wonder whether, in terms of Liverpool dropping points, it's not ideal. And, and to go to Edel's point in your conversation about it before, we absolutely should have gotten more points in those last three games. But I, th- I wonder if that was the last for this upcoming spell, particularly if you look at those next six games for us, that was the last opportunity we had to get any, you know, t- to not be in form. To drop, to drop points, so to speak. I almost wonder if this Villa game coming up is almost the last game that you could you can effectively afford to lose in the season. If you take my, and my point yeah. on this is, in our next run of six games, we play United, Tottenham and City, and United and City both are home. So regardless of how shit it was to draw to West Brom and draw to Newcastle and lose to Southampton, if we beat Man United and Man City, and provided we don't then drop points in between... We it's still in our it, it's still very much in our hands yeah, regardless of what th- they're doing. Three games there: United, Tottenham away, obviously, and City, um, which are all massive games. I I'm always going to wear on the side of positivity. It's just how I look at football, and and what limited knowledge I have of, of different sports and stuff like that. I think that Jurgen is building fitness for a run right to the end of the season. Yeah. And I feel like looking around the league, and I might be right on this, I might be completely wrong on this, that the other teams are just just keeping on going at the moment. And I feel there's going to be a big drop-off in form from a lot of teams towards the end of the season. Now, whether that's Manchester City, whether that's Manchester United, I don't know. But I think across the board, we're going to see a real downtick in fitness levels. We're going to see an uptick in injuries. And I just hope that Liverpool have managed it to the point where we're not going to be one of those sides. Well, there's an interesting point, Errol, where... The, we haven't really talked about the League Cup final moving because it's none of our business, but it's been moved to April when it's, it's been moved into the business end of the season, which seems like a good idea. Oh, you know, get some more fans in and all that kind of stuff, you know, f- fine. But you've. Could be two of those rivals. Exactly. You know, one of United or City are going to be are going to be in that final. It's and that's another game. Brentford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go Brentford. Now, that's At a point good for in the season where they need it. They don't need well, it, so I say. Well, to be and 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 the other aspect of that is, it's taken that kind of usually it's like February time or early March, February when City historically for the last three years has won it, and that's given them the motivation, so to speak, to be like, right, what what else can we win this year? We've got one under our belts. What else can we do? Whereas when it's do or die, back end of the season in April. Their their anxiety and the pressure is going to be ramped up a couple of notches by that point. Errol, there's a, there's, a, there's a reality, and without actually analysing the fixtures, because I might be completely miles off on this, but it wouldn't shock me if you end up in a situation where you've got a, a quite important Premier League game, mm-hmm. but you've got a final, 
and no matter which way you're slicing it, I the final always takes Trump's. precedence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It will always, it will, uh, p- p- players in particular, they'll always have one eye on that. And if the, if it, all that means is you just... You don't want to get injured. You don't want to, yeah. you know, not be exactly. in form. All of those things are going to come into play. And for it to come into play in April, as you're saying there, potentially one of our title contenders or challengers up there with us is going to be playing those 90 minutes guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah. I mean, there there are again at the moment, um, Ross. This is all you know. I mean, this, this is very much with our red tinted glasses and our positive hats on. But fine, you know, I I, I, see, I see no reason not not to because our, our understanding of football has had to change a little bit. But I, I I agree. I do completely agree with what Chris is saying there. I I feel like and I, and I thought we'd have seen it by now, but I can understand if it. Liverpool have got some good players available to us now. It stands to reason I think if we get them match up, we'll be better for it. I can't see a world where us, you know, provided we can keep as many players fit as possible, it doesn't benefit us in the coming in the coming weeks that we should us just not having been so intense. It, that whether it pays dividends in the next couple of weeks, which it should, but it should definitely pay dividends when you come toward the end of the season. When you factor in United and City in particular, both played European football in August, when we were also we were having something close to a pre-season in that time as well. Yeah, um, I think it's important to look at other teams as well because we've already seen a drop off. You know, we've had that weekend where Tottenham were going to win in league. There's the you know two weekends where Everton were going to win it. There was a weekend when Chelsea was going to win it. They've already they've already dropped off. You know, I've no doubt that they're not completely out out of the title race or you know in in the conversation right now. But if you're another team, you're looking at Liverpool and you've got all those injuries, all those all those plays that we've missed, and we're still in the mix. Um, you know, I think I think I'd be worried about if I was another team. I think recruitment in this brand new window is also important. You know, particularly maybe for other teams or, you know, especially Liverpool, we can get a centre back, you know, tied in over to the Reds news tomorrow. But, you know, I think that that frees up a lot of things and some of the stuff we were talking about in, in the final word in the sense of, well, we don't have to play two midfielders at centre back. Yeah. You know what I mean, and Liverpool played. Liverpool didn't play with no defenders yesterday. Okay, we, we, we lost the game, but we played most of the season with a DM as centre back, and we're still in the conversation of, of being top in uh, top of the league. Random one there. I just I just hit upon this, and this might be completely blown out the water by the time people listen to this. If they listen to this later in the week, um, the League Cup final has been moved to the twenty eighth of April. Um, Manchester United play Leeds United on the twenty fourth. On the tw- on the first of May, the next game, Liverpool Old Trafford, the day oh. the game immediately after the League Cup final, Liverpool at Old Trafford. I'm just, you know what I mean. Like, I, I, look, City are probably just going to dick them and knock them out at that point. But this is a, this is an example of what I'm what I'm talking about down the line. Um, that anyone who thinks that the league is going to be done, dusted, and home and hosed by the end of January is wrong. But I, I think there's encouraging ways of looking at it both ways. You know, I, I Liverpool need to stay in touch. You know, I'm not saying we need to now take maximum points from our next six games, but if we take maximum points from our next six games, we Who? are top. We're, Gents, we're, what yeah, suits well you? What suit? What would suit you this time round? Would it be in going going to the back end as the leaders, or would it be better for us to be chasing the pack and chasing somebody with it being in our hands still? 
I, I, I think this time around, I'd want Liverpool to be leading the pack. We've done it and we've lost the league chasing Manchester City and we've done it from the front. Admittedly, a completely different scenario because of the yeah. gap that we add to everybody else. But there's always, I think there's always that doubt in your mind when you're going against the champions that you can't do it. They've yeah. been there and done it before. City, mm-hmm. the, City won't mind. City mentality, I don't think, changes towards the end of the season, whether they're leading or whether they're chasing. They'll believe because they're only a season away from being champions twice on the bounce. Manchester United, that's a tough place to be in when you're Manchester United and you're chasing someone down. So I think you'd eliminate one of your two competitors by being ahead of them. I think the City the city thing's interesting because I, th- I would rather, I would have us lead the pack because I don't think City have proven themselves to be good at handling that situation. And let's not forget, there's no way Pep Guardiola's eyes aren't still very firmly fixed on the Champions sure. League. You know, and the players are still very firmly fixed on, on the Champions League. They, I think what, when it boils down to it, once again, priority, they, they would, if they had to, I'm not saying they have to, because they've been able to, they've been able to run deep in all the domestic cups and, and win leagues at the same time and what have you. But I do think that's, that's going to be a thing. Whereas I think, I think Jürgen Klopp, will, he, he would love another European Cup. Absolutely, wants a European Cup. Or probably for him, he wants another European Cup. But I think he knows that we need another Looks league. Yeah. Exactly. I think we need, just to, just to level up with United, but also for the fans to give us that thing that we missed. Yeah, I think if Jürgen had the choice, and it was just for him, he'd take the European Cup. But I think if Jürgen had the choice, because he knows how much it would mean for us, he'd go for the league. Yeah, exactly. And and, and that's what I mean. I, I think, to, to your question, yeah, I think, I think I'd rather Liverpool be leading the back. I don't think it matters too much, because I think, yes we, yes, we chased City down and we didn't win it. But we we chased them down so hard that it was it was ridiculous they, that we well, didn't. They'll, they'll know because that that chase was incredible because it was like twelve or thirteen wins on the bounce by City and not far off from us as well. They'll know they can't afford a slip in that situation. Yeah. So because and they'll know they'll have to be perfect. And so yeah, it's it's a really difficult one. But I think yeah, I'd just give it the nod to us leading that. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's. Absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Got a couple of super chats in here, mate. Yeah, yeah, we have indeed. Robin Hood, four ninety nine. Jotter and Jess have been <laughs> talked about enough. Really missed his goals and ability to rest one of the front three. Go on, say it, Paul. Um, I'm just really enjoying the fact that we've just been talking about Robin Hood literally, and from he obviously mates with Benjamin Longthorne, isn't he? And they've all got together. <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic. Sorry, what was it? He's done two, two super chats. Oh, well, Trick Josh gave us one as well. Said to about a week back, we'd be caught if we keep playing like this. Look where we are not too long ago. We were laughing at Solskjaer. Now, United fans are laughing at us. They can laugh at us. They're on the same last point. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't worry about Man United laughing or not. I, the, the, it doesn't change the fact that that club's horrendously run. Like, it, it, they, they, they're getting away with it at the moment because they, they bought things to cover up the cracks. Again, it's us, they're us in 13, 14 in, in, in some regards. You know, the, the similarities between the, the second coming of Kenny Daglish and the similarities with the Brendan Rodgers stuff. And I think, look, if they keep Solskjaer, they'll still be a top four side because they can afford to buy boss players and they've still got lots of things going for them. But everything about Man United screams decline. Um they're just being they're being bailed out by having they've had a good crop of you know having Greenwood and Rashford come through is a big is a is a big deal it, again it feels very nineties Liverpool in that regard Old Same Trafford is falling apart Old Trafford is literally falling apart at the seams it's totally it's a totally outdated outmoded stadium that needs revamping they've got a manager who doesn't who is not in the in the top tier um, they've got a chief executive who is borderline incompetence at his job and there's just and you know and and there's a whole host of other things I mean literally. They, they got knocked out of the Champions League. There's 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 a lot of things that need fixing at Manchester I don't United. Come in a really good position. 
Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't commend him for much, but the one the one striking similarity for me is that Bruno Fernandez and Luis Suarez. The way that in yeah. terms of a player just being able to take yeah. the whole team up two levels just by their yeah. brilliance. I, I think agree. that's very reminiscent of Suarez, but other than I that... He's, he's amazing. amazing. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. He's boss. Yeah. And they've got boss players. I, I think Rashford is fantastic. Greenwood looks like a real talent. I mean, it's, it's telling that people are not quite going over the top on him quite as much, but when I watch him play, I'm, I'm very jealous. We, we don't have him. I think Martial has been a bit forgotten about, but I would, I'd, have had, I'd have had Martial over the last five years and any, at any point he would have improved our squad. Yeah. Um, people say, look, De Gea is definitely definitely had his best days but he's still he's still better than all but two of the goalkeepers probably in the, in the, in the Premier League fullbacks are decent the fullbacks are good people slide Luke Shaw off but I think he's good and they've obviously got the um I think he's really good um he's he, you he's know, just got again, a, I, a dodgy centre-half partnership which is results 13-14 yeah and, 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 and again I'm, I'm not very good manager and I, I feel that they'll come and stuck because again They've just done. They, they just crashed out the Champions League because the manager couldn't wasn't good enough fighting to manage to manage the way out of the out of the Champions League group. So they're not. They're, but they're fine. And I said, Man United are more than capable of capitalising on a mad season if Liverpool and City don't get their act together. City at the moment are getting their act together, and Liverpool have kind of fallen off a little bit. But if but if either or both of those sides get together, I feel like it'll be it's another one where it'll just be Liverpool City Duke the outcome the end of the come the end of the campaign. Mate, you um, just said Liverpool falling off. If this is Liverpool falling off now, we are we've been spoiled as far yeah. as I've been saying. Yeah, com- com- completely agree. But yeah, I say uh, just on Josh's comment there. You got to take the rough with the smooth. We've been buzzing our tits off at United for the last two seasons now because we've been winning the major honours and they've not, and that's a really uncomfortable situation. So they are desperate for something to go back at us. I've got an uncle who's a United fan. I've lived this with my entire life, um, and it's horrible. But that's what you, you've got to. If you give it out, then you've got to be prepared to receive it in return. That's all footy is, and that's why footy is a bit shit in a general sense. The, the, the social media has brought this to the forefront. You never used to know people who supported other clubs. You never really had interactions with them, so they never bothered you but now you do because it might be a case if you see them online but it might be a case that now you support a football club in a different you you live in a, in a different city and you both support different football clubs so you've got to live with that banter on a constant constant people in London have this a lot more prevalently than people in, in Liverpool do we just got to live with Evertonians and let's be honest <laughs> um, so it's like it could be a lot worse um, but yeah thank, thanks very much for the super chat anyway um, which one of Robin Hood's super chats did you do sorry because the Jota yeah Jota, Jota one, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he, he also asked the question it'd be tough to defend the title if we don't bring in a centre-back uh, so someone who can compete with Gomez long time or a stopgap to see us through what do you reckon Ross? Um, a stopgap off the card so I don't think you can get the right standard of person in um, we did a, did, a, did a chat of three or four defenders last week on the Red Seas roundup, and it's, it's difficult to buy in January as it is you know who's going to want to sell in January people if they've got a decent centre-half are probably competing for something are they going to want to jeopardise that um, financially is it is it viable for Liverpool? Can you do a Jota type deal where they pay five million pounds for the next fifteen years or whatever whatever that was, and convince someone to, to kind of do that? It's it is difficult, but I think I think we'll struggle to compete for a title. I wouldn't write us completely off, but I think it's the task becomes a lot harder if you don't get a centre back in. And we seen that we saw that last night. You know, I'd, I'd like to use Fabinho in midfield. I'd like to use Jordan Henderson in midfield, or you know, James Miller in his correct position, and not have to force players that you know are either too young or too inexperienced to play in 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 defence, or use players that aren't match fit that aren't ready to play Premier League games of football. That's a situation that we find ourselves in. You solve two problems if you get a centre back who's actually a centre back in, in my mind. But you know whether that's that's 
easily done or not. Here's a question. Here's a question for you, and I'll start with, but I'll stick with you on this, Ross. Is it easier to go and buy another DM? Or, or, or is it easier to buy a centre-half? Because we've had this conversation for ages about where are the world-class centre-backs. And is that, can you buy a centre-back better than Fabinho? My, my solution to this is, and it, again, it doesn't, doesn't solve anything now, but you, you give Genie a new contract and tell him he's got game time and make Fabinho your centre-back. The reasons yeah. that, you, that you just said, you know, again, you solve two problems there. You don't have to go into the market and spend 30, 40, 50, 60. Doesn't help this season, though. No, no, no. That, that, that's, that's what I just the said. The point yeah. is the title this year. Yeah. yeah. It's but irrelevant the, if you buy another DM now. Keep Fabinho there. It's someone to play alongside Fabinho for me. Yeah. yeah. But but then, you know, the Liverpool, are Liverpool banking on Katie getting injured every two minutes or Shamelin getting injured? You know, Klopp's thinking, yeah, probably. You know, lost. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> So you have yeah. to go with someone else again. I said, I said it. You know, it's, it solves the solution of not going into the market. And like I just said, as Chris said, well, that doesn't solve the season. It still, still leaves us wide well, open. My point is, is it easier to buy a Jordan Henderson or a Virgil Van Dijk? Well, we got Virgil in January, Virgil and we got him in January. To be fair, hmm. yeah. And look, I, I break the bank on a centre back. Yeah. I'm spending all the money that's in the in, in, in the, the kitty. We've done it before. Yeah, every every single penny because I think that guarantees us as close to guaranteeing a league as you can. Yeah. I think it guarantees us a proper title fight. Without that, I think City are in the. I think City might might be the favourites now. Might be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Trig just back again with the super chat. He says, "Cooler Barley, fuck it, splash the cash." Uh, I mean, that. I mean, the po- the problem with Cooler Barley ultimately is he plays left side of centre half. I would if if he was a if you could get a right if you could get a right side of centre half equivalent and there's plenty there'll be plenty of names out there that people will know better than I I I I agree I, I think Liverpool Liverpool need to go I, it is like mind boggling if Liverpool don't get a centre half sorted in the next seven days yeah like I mean and obviously you've got you've you've got till the end of January to sort it but I just mean. I thought Liverpool would have wrapped it up by now, if I'm honest. Now Same. the only the only thing is again we're living in this world where on, we looked at that midfield three against Southampton, Thiago anchoring, um, Oxley Chamberlain playing as the as the offensive eight and Genie doing the do, do doing the Genie. You still got I know I know we're gonna say this and I know when I'm saying out loud we've still got Naby Keita. I know I know we've still got and we've got Curtis Jones as well who's in in the mix there obviously. It didn't work against Southampton, but if that if that midfield comes good, it might all of this might not be quite might not feel like so much of a pressing issue. You know what I mean? That I wonder whether Liverpool feel that way of like because if you can get that if you can get that if you can get a tune out of those five midfielders and James Milner so six, you might they, they might just they might just look at it and go, there's no one good. There's no one who's better. Yeah. We can't buy anyone better than Fabinho or Henderson, which is a which is in the January window. My, my issue with all of this is it takes time to develop those types of relationships, and you're going to need that whether you buy a new centre half, you're going to need that whether you plug Jordan Henderson into the centre back role alongside Fabinho. You're also having the problem with moving Henderson there long term is he's got to form a partnership with Fabinho and the midfield that's the former partnership whereas if you can get Henderson back into that midfield that's sorted yeah. all you're adding in is a Thiago who's world class yeah. who plays with Henderson and Wijnaldum for the majority of the time yeah. every week that, that midfield hits the ground running yeah. quite quickly yeah. so for me a centre-back makes that just a lot easier for us to keep going because consistency is what we're lacking right now mm-hmm. and performances um, certainly over the last nine days that's what we need to get back to quickly and the easiest way for me to think to do that is buy a centre-half a really 
really good centre half who can hit the ground running. A la Virgil Van Dyke, he hit the ground running. He started the way that he carried on. Not a young lad, not a twenty-one year old. He's going to come in and be good in three years' time. A fucking guy is at the top of his game. The here, problem with properly. if is right. And that's if possible. and that's great. And you know what you're doing when you're saying all this is like it sounds brilliant, and that sounds like the obvious thing. But there's no Virgil Van Dijk level centre halves at Southampton anymore. You know what I mean? At the clubs, at the clubs where that Liverpool can necessarily bully, and do Liverpool have the money and on the other, on the other bits and pieces? It is a. It, it, we all know what we want, but it's. It's it's doing the trick again. Is the is is the big issue with what we what we've got to be able to do here? And as I say, well, we should be doing stuff, we should be doing the long term planning as well, though, because you know we're, we're expecting Virgil Van Dijk to come back and be at the level that he that he left us at, and he probably will. But the likes of Go Gomez and Matip coming back and being back at that level, it could take them time. So if we assimilated another guy in there now over the next course of four or five months, he yeah. could be. It moulded perfectly for when Van Dyke is ready to take his place again. So it's that long term planning that I'd be considering as well. Yeah, I mean, we're getting shouts in the comments here. The Great Metropolis, Ramos is the obvious answer. Can't understand why nobody's saying it. Yeah, uh, Jeremy yeah, B about. saying Paul by Ramos. Uh, Ramos, yes, yeah, Sergio Ramos. Really? No. No. Is it no? But no. But like, is it just because he because we're so we still we hate him so much because of the Champions League final. It's not a long-term solution, is he? No. It's not a long-term solution, but fuck me, if you're going to get a short-term solution, to pay for you're not him getting now. better than Sergio Ramos. No, but we'd have to pay for him now. He's six but months down much. the line, you get him for free. So what's yeah, the, well, it, I, yeah, but again, just, doesn't solve the prop. Doesn't solve the problem, does it? You know, it's all well and good us being. That's why I wouldn't talk, go for it because either way, talk with him for Alaba. Great, we should be in for Alaba, but yeah. it doesn't solve our problem between now no. and the end of the season, does it? I don't know. Again, I, it's I'm, I'm saying all these things. I I would buy a centre half. It, it is it is. There's no like question. It's not even a question. Not a discussion point. It's who are you buying and how much are you spending on them. Is is you know is 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 the questions that need to be asked. Not are we buying a centre half? Mm-hmm. But I but again I would note and it, I'd say this is that the, and I said this before on one of the shows before. And I don't again. I want Jordan Henderson in midfield, but given the world of given the the situations that we've seen, it, Jordan Henderson just started his first ever game in the Premier League for us at centre half. It's a set. It, he's played two and a half games of football for us at centre half. Now I'm not saying that's going to be the answer, but also I don't think any of us really thought Fabinho was the answer when we were playing Bayern Munich with no Virgil Van Dijk, yeah. uh, and we got a clean sheet with him at, at you know at, at, at centre half at Anfield and that. I'm not saying that, but there does exist a world where the midfield today we put out against. Southampton is still on paper, and you're right. We need to build these, build these, build all these bits and pieces. The understandings and all that is still better than most of the midfields in the Premier League. So, again, I don't want this to be how Liverpool are thinking, but there might just be a there might just I, be. It a wouldn't little, surprise a, me if that's what Klopp is thinking. To be honest, because we we seem to forget about the money thing and the COVID and when fans are coming back into the team because we've been talking about it for so long we're now not talking about it anymore no it's fans thing. March yeah, at, at the very thing. earliest so yeah. we, we, that's still a thing we're still not making as much money as we thought on the Ramos thing the reason is look he's I just checked he's 34 years old he's still a really 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 good player yeah 
but you are absolutely undoing all the work that Liverpool have done with regards to getting wages to the right level yeah. with Sergio Ramos. Because he goes to PSG, he goes to Manchester City, and he goes on 400 grand a week. Yeah. And that screws everything we've done up for a six-month to a year-long signing. Yeah. You just don't do that. Is this I the same I'd... Chris Page? No, sorry, not to go full, <laughs> is this you, Twitter? This is the man who said a week or two ago that Thiago Silva... We should have just got Thiago Silva. In the summer? Yeah. I thought, yeah, he would have been a perfect option if you can get him for the right price. Yeah. I don't think you could. Yeah. No. But that, and I said, that's the type of player, if they were available, that you go for. Yeah. But is Ramos not that? No, not, not in a mid-season when you've got to buy him. Yeah. Would you have like a lot Thiago of him Silva, I don't know no. what his wages are. I'm sure they're probably sky high as well. My point wasn't that you yes. signed Thiago Silva. It was that you signed someone with that level of experience yeah. if it's a short-term buy. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. It is an interesting one. Liverpool are, by the way, Liverpool are not getting Sergio Ramos. So I wouldn't, no. it's, a non, I, it's a non-starter. And we're not getting we, Dejan Lovren back either, by the way, Adel, so yeah. I think if we wouldn't have drew Leipzig, we probably would have been in with a strong shout for one of their two centre-backs in January, yeah. though. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right on that. I think, and I said this a couple of weeks ago. There are football clubs that understand their place in the food chain, and Liverpool are Liverpool are one of them as well. You know, every, I think most well-run football clubs understand that there's a business of football, and the nostalgia of football players should you know stay at your club for 20 years and retire and all that doesn't. It's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nonsense. It, whenever whenever a player does that, you have to accept that as the exception rather than the rule. But the, there'll be plenty of football clubs. I, I, I used Ajax as the example, but I think the Leipzig, the, the 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 Red Bull clubs are like that as well. They understand that you buy players in, you build them up, you sell them for loads of money, and then you buy five more lads in for that amount, and then you build them up, and then you sell them on, and it's a there's a multiplication process that that goes in there. So there will surely be teams out there that do have that it's just not as obvious as what Virgil van Dijk was when he was the best centre half in the Premier League but and he was at that tier tier below uh, and uh, yeah so we'll have to see what Liverpool do and as I say just don't be it'll just be a thing if we don't buy a centre half we'll feel like a total madness but we've made some really baffling decisions in the transfer market but also no club has got a transfer market better than Liverpool have done in the last five years so I remember sitting and raging Raging to the point, yeah. Phil Coutinho, we got to the Champions League final. Yeah, all right, we didn't win it, mm-hmm. but man, you know, I thought we absolutely 100% needed someone, and we kicked on and we were better afterwards. And yeah. what did we do the year after we won it? And we, oh, yeah, and, and in selling in selling Coutinho, we paid for Van Dyke and we paid for Alison Becker in the summer with the Coutinho stuff. So, yeah, you don't know it, and that's the problem. That's the problem with all of us is that Liverpool don't think... today as well, isn't well, it? Well, that's the what I'm saying, stuff yeah, like that. The... Like, I mean, do you buy a short term? Fix when you you got a potential of getting in him in the summer, and again that's why I think what Liverpool we don't get it and we get frustrated by it. But Michael Edwards doesn't just go fuck it's January. What do I need? They've got like me going shopping on a Friday. No, no, no. It's it's and not I've me. Got no beans left here. Better go and buy some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not it's not me running out in my pajamas on a Saturday morning to buy bacon and milk and from the corner shop. Like you know what I mean? It's you know that Liverpool don't work that way, even in crisis situations. Um, so you're right, and they've done it all along. That's why you have a manager tied down to a long-term contract for a long-term plan. Because mm-hmm. and that's why we waited six months for Virgil Van Dijk instead of buying. X number of other footballers who've all gone on to prove themselves nowhere near as as good. Again, you've got to, it. It's sad and it's annoying and it sounds a little bit like deluded blinkerism, but 
the trust the process thing to borrow <laughs> from uh, from Errol is probably uh, probably solid advice that we should all give our. If you're 18 today, just take that advice from Errol right now. Um, take it. It's free, 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 free game, man. Take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, right, sound. Listen, um, guys, thank you so much for the, for joining us on the podcast. I feel loads more upbeat about everything there. I think we've done a good job. I hope everyone else listening and watching at home feels the same about that. No sense in getting too downbeat about it because ultimately, you know, it's a bunch, it's 11 fellas getting, playing games of footy. Sometimes they win and sometimes they lose and it's there's literally nothing we can do about that. No. <laughs> uh, particularly because we can't even get on the fucking ground. Thanks, COVID. Um, but right, yeah, if you're you listening... one more super chat. I don't know whether that's just come through now, Paul. Oh, uh, Trig asking if there are any good South American defenders saying Santos, Boca Juniors or River Plate don't just look at Europe. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they will, mate. It's probably just as it's probably just as easy to shop in South America. The Brexit probably hasn't changed that, but yeah. it's made it more difficult to shop in Europe. So you might be you might you might be spot on there. Or who knows? Maybe there's just some mad. We're gonna go back to that mad rule where like Scottish people and Irish people are gonna go back to being classed as non. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Anyone who's old enough will remember that we couldn't play Bruce Grobbler, Steve Nickel, Ronnie Whelan, um, and like Ronnie Rosenthal at the same at the same time or whatever. Mad, 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 mad. Let's not go back to that. Oh no, we have done. Um, right, thanks everyone. Uh, yeah, um, do go and check out the uh, the greatest uh, Jürgen Klopp moments over on the RedmanTV.com. It is streaming now. Two part miniseries, really good uh, and uh, an excellent way to give yourself a New Year's lift. Uh, as long as uh, as well as a whole host of other content. There's a chat I've done with Bruce Grobbler recently as well, uh, and it's just it's it's brilliant. I highly highly recommend it because it's certainly. But I can guarantee the quality of that, whereas I can't guarantee the quality of the football at the moment or life. But there's one thing I can handle here. Cast iron guarantee of good quality content. So, yeah, I hope to see it over there. Other than that, we'll be back with the podcast next week and uh, for a watch along on Friday night for the FA Cup game. Hope to see you there. See you all soon. Ta-da. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.